The following audio is from St Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer and participation in your local church. For more information about St Nick's Durham, directions or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. This reading is taken from Acts 2, verses 1 to 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native languages? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking of God's deeds. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with the new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, St Nick's, it's lovely to be with you on this Pentecost Sunday. We've heard read already from Acts chapter 2, the story of the day of Pentecost and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that happens and what follows. I want us to think about it in terms of an overflowing that is going on in this outpouring. To begin with, there's an overflowing of God's life and love out onto these first believers. We read when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. Here is heaven pouring out 
overflowing heavenly life, the life of the risen Jesus Christ, onto this tiny community in Jerusalem. And as it happens, divided tongues as a fire appear to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. This overflowing life of God, the risen life of Jesus, is the presence of Jesus now, not confined to his body, but spread into the body which is the living people. And it's on all of them, without exception, it's on all of them equally. Each of them receives the Holy Spirit. Each of them has a tongue of flame on their heads. And we're not talking about the 12, we're talking about the 120 that have been gathered praying. This includes Mary, the mother of Jesus. It includes Jesus' brothers, whose lives have now been transformed. This is the overflowing life and love of God into his people. So I want us to think of the fact that this is what God has been doing ever since. The overflowing life and love of God into his people. We'll see the effect in a moment. But just pause. God's love and life overflows from himself into us as his people. We don't deserve it. We haven't done, earned our way to this. We couldn't. But God in his love pours out the Spirit as an overflow of his life and his love. And then this overflowing life and love of God overflows into praise and worship and prayer. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And when it was heard, what was heard? Telling the mighty works of God. The first response of these first Christians, though not called Christians at that point, the first response is an overflow of praise and thanksgiving for all that God has done for them in Jesus Christ. The picture that you're seeing at the same time as you're seeing me and listening to me, many of you will recognise. It's high force. And this is, of course, taken in winter when it's absolutely in flood. You can see the snow on the tops of the hills. This is overflowing. It's also overwhelming. You wouldn't want to get caught up in that. It wouldn't then be about life. It would be more about death. But God's overflowing life and love will never overwhelm us in the way of destroying us, although it might overwhelm us with its wonder and its extraordinary majesty that so overwhelms us 
that all we can do is worship and praise and adore this amazing God for all he is and all he does. Now I am absolutely convinced that in the midst of the current crisis God's overflowing life and overflowing love is still overflowing out to the world and upon his people. We're experiencing in different ways, in new ways, but God hasn't stopped. His love and his life are still flowing out upon us. The Spirit is still being given. And we ought at times to be overwhelmed by the enormity of that love. And our response, our first response, should be that of praise and worship and thanksgiving. We may sing out. We may find ourselves using a language that is completely foreign to us and unknown to us, as happened here, as happens to Christians through the gift of tongues. Not everybody has it, but for those who do, it's a delight. But even in other ways, we may find words hard to express, but we might use our bodies to express our praise and our worship. We might use artistic talents, we might use dance, we might use music and song, but let us overflow with praise to God for all he has done for us. But that overflow of praise becomes an overflow of telling the story of Jesus to those who are struck by the praise and the wonder and the worship. It's a good reminder that actually our worship is in itself evangelistic. Our worship in itself is a way of proclaiming the good news. Proclaiming the good news happens in a context of those who so recognise the love of God in their own lives that we praise and we worship and we share. In this instance, it's heard by all these different people from so many nations in so many different languages. But then Peter has a particular ministry of standing up and explaining what's going on and discovers that he is an extraordinary preacher. We've never actually heard of Peter preaching before at any point. We know he was sent out with the 12 and sent out with the 72. We know that he regularly spoke up with Jesus, but actually standing and proclaiming the good news. And if you think about the scared Peter that was around only a little bit before this, then, wow, what a change. So there are those who sometimes have a particular calling and gifting to be those who proclaim, who teach, who declare the wonders of God in Jesus Christ. That have a particular responsibility to be apostles, to be evangelists. But there's something about the overwhelming, overflowing love of God in our lives which should overflow out of every single one of us to be living witnesses. We're not all called to be preachers. We are all called to be witnesses, living witnesses of what God has done for us. It's about sharing our story 
and sharing the story of Jesus. Peter clearly here shares the story of Jesus with those who are listening. He tells of Jesus' life, but he majors on Jesus' death and resurrection and then exaltation. So may we be those who, from the overflow of the Spirit into us, the overflow of praise from us up to God, be also those who experience the overflow of love for others, that we share the good news of Jesus Christ out into the world. And may that be true at this time. We haven't stopped being called to be witnesses. We witness by being involved in caring for our neighbours. We might witness through using our online alpha. We might witness through our conversations on the phone or when we talk, stop and talk to someone when we are out shopping. Whatever ways we can, let's be those who have an overflow of good news. And then, of course, there's an overflow of response. No wonder these first apostles and disciples must have been amazed. 3,000 people stunned by the level of response that they get, perhaps shocked by the range of nations and languages already responding. Goodness, they see the fulfillment of Jesus' promise to them about this is for all the world right from day one. So we shouldn't be shocked or surprised that the good news of Jesus Christ is at work in every community, every nation, every language, every people group. The good news is for everybody. So we should be working with people from all nations, wherever we are, in our setting in Durham, making sure the good news is flowing out to those from whatever background they come. And there is this overflow of response of people who decide to follow Jesus. They get baptised. They become part and parcel of the community life in prayer, in worship, in fellowship, in breaking bread. That almost certainly means both eating meals together and the act of the Eucharist. They share together in the life of prayer and teaching. There's an overflow of disciple making and disciple growing that happens as the Spirit works on the day of Pentecost, that then works itself out. So we ought to be praying for an overflowing of the Spirit in our day now that has an overflow of people responding to the good news, an overflow of people becoming disciples, an overflow of people growing and maturing as disciples. This is a time for growing, not a time for diminishing. That growth may happen in very, very different ways. It may get expressed in whole new forms of life and ministry and how we are as church. But our prayer that for growth doesn't stop just because of a pandemic. So on this day of Pentecost, on this feast, when we celebrate the outpouring of the Spirit upon the church, which has been going on ever since, may we reflect afresh that this is the overflowing life and love of God 
out upon us and out into the world. That our response is an overflow of praise and adoration. Then an overflow of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with others. And we pray for an overflowing response of people becoming disciples, of people growing as disciples, believing that God's overflowing love is for people from all walks and backgrounds of life, and that his overflowing love reaches everyone. May this Pentecost be a time when we are conscious of the overflowing life of God in our midst and out into the world. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St Nick's Durham podcast. If you would like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.